We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Uh, right, what's going down, Eamon? Short range, short range top lines. Short range top lines. Um, Biscoff spread is a big, big deal in our household. Oh, getting into that in a big way. Yeah, pump that, pump that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, feel tired all the time. That's not really new. Okay, but big people don't sleep, so. Yeah. I think I've been watching Succession a bit too much. That was a very Ken thing. He just says, "Yeah, I love it." Anyway. Welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet. This is a show. Hello. Today, yeah. we're going to be discussing Evil Dead Rise, Woo. which I saw before you did, and I called you immediately. You did, yeah. And I said, look, we don't have to do this film because I don't <laughs> think you should see it. <laughs> in some senses, it was very sweet. Yeah. In another sense, it was... Uh, basically, you are calling me a p- Basically, but by the end of that call, you you sounded more determined than ever to watch. Yeah, that's right. I, I, <laughs> oh, so that's what you think, is it? Fine, I will go and see it right yeah, now. Yeah, I'll go and watch it twice. <laughs> yeah. On my own. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we'll get into all of that. We will. But uh, do we have any correspondence? Uh, okay, I, have, I have a piece. What about you? I have. I do have a piece. It's interesting, isn't it? How you'd have thought we have one collective mailbag, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, no. They either come to you or to me directly. Strange, isn't it? It's well, weird. Every that. week. I know. Okay, so we have a voice note. Um, okay. So last week you shared a story about Ben Prince Charles uh, being mm. locked in a toilet. Yeah. Uh, while he was doing a, a Welsh chat show uh, by Alex Jones, who is, is she the one ho- show host? Yeah. Yeah, so she locked him in the toilet. It was very stinky. Um, and I've had a... You didn't do this story, did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Let's oh, no. keep going. Just keep I knew going. this would happen. I know. I know. Keep it was going, bound though. to happen one day. It was. Okay, so we've had... <laughs> we've had a voice note from uh, someone else who was also on that chat show. Mm-hmm. Should we listen to it? Yeah, okay. Okay, here we go. Hello there, boyos. Tom Jones here. (laughs) You might know some of my popular songs. (laughs) He's a lady. It's not unusual. That's new, pussycat. Perhaps you're too young for them, is it? You might have seen me on that television show. You might have seen me on that television show, The Voice. I'm the handsome gentleman who usually wears a suit. Not the black one, mind you. The old one. Anyway, I was on a Welsh chat show with King Charles some years ago. Prince Charles he was back then. Before he got that proper lush crown back. The night before, I'd been out for a curry and a pint with Kelly Jones off of Stereophonics. One thing led to another, and before I knew it... I was taking part in Avarice with 16 bowls of Vindaloo Challenge, only ever completed by three people, two forklift truck drivers and Bonnie Tyler. I managed to eat four or five bowls before Kelly said I looked very red, but also pale at the same time. (laughs) So he bundled me into a taxi and sent me back to the Premier Inn. (laughs) The next day I arrived at the chat show, I headed straight to the toilet, 
<laughs> and committed what can only be described as an act of destruction. Even my old friend Elvis would have been appalled. I must have been a bit drunk from the night before because when I opened the door, I saw Prince Charles walking past. I grabbed him by his collar and bundled him into the stinking <laughs> cubicle. Get in there, you lanky English bastard, I said. But then I realized I got carried away. So I told Alex Jones I'd give her a couple of grand to say she'd locked him in there. And she did. I probably should have owned up to that before I put one of my songs on his coronation playlist. But what's he going to do now? Take my knighthood away? I'm Tom Jones! <laughs> Lots of love, boys. There we go, Tom Jones. Unmistakably Tom Jones. <laughs> Unmistakably Tom Jones. I love how he talks as a lot like how he sings. <laughs> I know it's weird it's I guess he must have been very excited because when you listen to him talk he's actually quite um he doesn't sound like that very red and pale at the same time (laughs) that is what an image (laughs) I love it good it's lucky Kelly Jones from Stereophonics was there to help him out yeah he's a good lad well interestingly we we do have another piece of correspondence regarding that story it's odd isn't it what are the chances well I guess hi we've never had this before have we correspondence about the same thing but no. it feels like it was inevitable sooner or later well i mean it's such a good story wasn't it it is a good story and maybe we should uh, give each other a little hint in future about the about the letters that we've received i don't know i think this will this will work quite nicely okay i have a gut, I have a gut feeling about it i don't know for sure all okay, right here we go tom jones <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, this is uh, it's a letter. Okay. Dear Watching Films on the Toilet, Hello, it's your monarch, Old King Charles here. <laughs> I'm a long-time fan of the show, and I have been ever since the early days where you theorised about my dear late <laughs> mama wearing a big tartan nappy. The very thought. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to drop you a line because in the last episode you talked about a hilarious story where I was accidentally locked in a smelly toilet by one show host, Alex Jones. I can confirm this did happen, and it was very funny indeed. (laughs) Poor old Alex was hoping to spare me the dreadful stench of the toilet, but ended up accidentally locking me in there. She was bright red when she realised what she had done, but there was no harm, and we all had a jolly good laugh about it afterwards. Anyway, now that I'm king, I'm having her executed. (laughs) <laughs> along with her mum, dad, husband and children locking a prince in the toilet is hilarious but doing that to a monarch is not I will raise her home to the ground salt her land and erase her family line from history keep up the good work boys lots of love Prince Charles uh, wow Yeah. oh dear and as we found out it's not even her fault it wasn't even her fault it wasn't even Tom, her fault Tom Jones has stitched up Alex Jones, a treat. Will King Charles go through with this? Will he execute Tom Jones? He is into the death penalty in a big way. He is, isn't he? he is. That's the thing they always say about him. He's a big horticulturalist <laughs> and, he, and he loves executions. He's jazz for capital punishment, isn't he? Gets he gets really razzed up when he's talking about it. He does. Wow. That was uh, surprising the way it all unraveled. That's right, yeah. It was almost like we knew, but we didn't. We didn't, yeah. It, wow. Wow. Very good. Okay. So toilet news is interesting this week. A little bit of toilet uh, flavour. A little bit of toilet flavour. This is the problem. The news has been dominated by one particular toilet story, but it's not not that funny. Um, can we make it funny? Let's find out. Official nuclear submarine Royal Navy documents are found in the floor of a Weatherspoon's toilet cubicle. Oh. 
So oh. official documents about a 1.3 billion Royal Navy uh, nuclear submarine were reportedly found on the floor of the Weatherspoon's toilet cubicle. <laughs> that is quite funny, actually. Yeah. It's understood that the files carrying the inform- information about HMS Anson, dubbed by the government as one of the most sophisticated underwater vessels ever built, were left in the toilets of the Furness <laughs> Railway in Barrow, Cumbria. Wow. So uh, so Navy, Navy boys have been out on the RAS. Yeah, it was interesting, isn't it? Because you'd think someone involved in the design and construction and conception of a $1.3 yeah. billion vessel uh, would not be drinking in the Weatherspoons. Yeah, you'd expect them to find it on the floor of the Savoy or something. Yeah, exactly. Or one of those, those sort of gentlemen's clubs. Yeah. You mean like a strip club? Not a strip club, no. <laughs> That's what I'd expect to find those documents. <laughs> <laughs> More like... Uh, I have so little frame of reference. The only one I can think of is the one that Phileas Fogg is a member of. <laughs> Did you know what I mean? I do. So, you know, what it'd be like, uh, oh, sir, sorry to, to interrupt. You seem to have left your designs for a nuclear submarine on the toilet floor. Pass them back to you to avoid any embarrassment. Get this cigar ash off my document, boy. That kind of thing. Little boys running around serving them drinks. Little boys in... Um, yeah, in shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little boys in shorts, uh, yeah. bringing them like very small drinks on trays. Yes, why you know, is like the deal small with the, drinks? With the time? <laughs> this glass is much too large. Yeah. Bring me one of my small glasses. Bring me my miniature glass, boy. Yeah, and pull up your shorts. Um, yeah, but on a Weatherspoon's toilet floor. Yeah, there's a Weatherspoon's on on the high street in the town where I live. Yeah, and the Weatherspoon's. Like business plan is devastatingly effective. It's rows and rows of rows of small tables with one seat <laughs> at, at each table. Yeah. They know their clientele so well. Yeah. Single, lonely men yeah. drinking by themselves. This is it. And and I guess this this submarine designer or whatever. If you're gonna, if you want to get paralytic, you probably wouldn't go to the gentleman's club and have tiny drinks. Cause yeah, you take two weather spoons, wouldn't you? Yeah. And you do. What are they called? Where you have a shot and a pint. A depth charge. Depth charge, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's on, on the money thematically, isn't it? Go to Weatherspoons, put six depth charges on my tab mm-hmm. and uh, and keep them coming. And then you leave your documents in the toilet. Some guy, like John Stevens, OPE, yeah, yeah. sat in his gentleman's club. Yeah. I'm never going to get fucked <laughs> drinking these yeah. tiny, tiny drinks. These are ridiculous. I'm going to go to Weatherspoons and get smashed up. What about you? You left anything in Weatherspoons? When I first went to university, I had what I thought was a really natty leather jacket, which I really, really liked. I bought mm. it in like one of those vintage shops. Yeah. So it kind of was like a 70s, a little bit like the leather jacket Robert De Niro wears in Midnight Run. Oh, yeah. So that maybe that's why I really liked it. Yeah. And um, someone stole it. In Weatherspoons? Yeah, I think it was a Weatherspoons. Must have been a good jacket. It was then. really good. I mean, if you're out there and you stole that jacket... Give us it back. And let us, yeah. uh, write, us write to us and... Tell us why, or maybe give it back. It wouldn't fit me now. That's that's the problem. It might fit my wife, the <laughs> son, but <laughs> might fit me. Yeah, it would fit you probably. Yeah, but you know, it's it's more the principle. It is. I'll put it this way: Weatherspoons is dead to us unless they want to sponsor our podcast. In which case, head over to Weatherspoons and uh, get yourself mashed up. Yeah, I wonder now if, um, like, when I first started going out drinking, and it was very, you know pretty expensive what we do is have a few drinks at home yes and then go into town i wonder now if weatherspoons fulfills that that function Mm. let's go to weatherspoons to get drunk but then go to a nice pub after to actually enjoy ourselves amen it's cost of living crisis 
they probably don't even go out anymore. They just drink at home. Mm. They look at where the spoons. One day, one day they say to themselves, in fairness, I enjoy drinking at home more than anything. Yeah, it's better. I had a legit invitation to go out this Saturday with an old friend. Mm. And uh, I basically decided really on, don't want to go. I'm going to stay at home instead. Just I can't be bothered. Yeah, it's fair. The good, you know what the best thing about drinking at home is? What's that? You don't have to get home. Yes, that is the best thing. Like, oh, oh no, oh no, I've got to go home. Oh, I'm home. It's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> On to Evil Dead Rise. Eamon, mm. how did you watch Evil Dead Rise? Watched it in the cinema. Pretty intense. Yeah, it's not a uh, not a gentle watch. No, no, it's not. I also saw it in the cinema. After the film had finished, I thought, this just feels like the sort of movie that might have a post-credit sequence. Mm-hmm. So I stayed in the cinema, on, and then I realised that everyone else had gone. And I started freaking out, and I couldn't find mm-hmm. the exit door. <laughs> it was very dark, and I thought, yeah, um, yeah I, I didn't like it. So, mm. yeah, I wouldn't say it really scared me, but it freaked me out, and we'll get more into right. that. But okay. yeah, anyway, uh, what did you have a drink of so that I mayeth forsooth my summer wee of the film? Spoiler alert. Fast forward like two minutes if you don't want to hear it. But then you may as well just admit the entire film chat if you don't want to know about Forget it. Forget that. Forget that. Uh, no, yeah. keep that in. Keep that in. Okay, I'm keeping that yeah. in. If you've heard that, it- I did. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I drank a, a, a crisp glass of Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc. Oh. Which is uh, a New Zealand uh, white wine, which is where this film was shot. Oh, nice. And primarily cast from it yeah. seems oh great okay so, lots of antipodean uh actors in this i like i like your research there Amy. not funny but true no true it and is. that's mm. and that's maybe that's the direction we should go in um, i'm not doing jokes anymore it's too hard it's too difficult yeah anyway um how long do i get from that glass of fine wine how long do i i thought you can say how long do i got <laughs> how long do reason? i get do you gonna do the summary in that, in that voice <laughs> no no We've already had a message from Tom Jones, and it's 10 a.m., so I think I'm going to... Um, I'm just going to... Oh, you should do it as Tom read Jones. between the lines. I'm just I going love... to uh, do it as me, I think. That is how Tom Jones should speak. It's what brilliant. are you saying like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising that he doesn't, but yeah. I know. Anyway. Okay. All right. So anyway, you have a minute and 20 seconds. Cool. Okay. All right. Let's go. Three... Two, one, go. Boom. So we open at a cabin beside a lake. Never a good start for an Evil Dead film where a girl called Jessica scalps her best friend and decapitates her boyfriend because Evil Dead. One year earlier, Beth, a pregnant guitar technician, visits her sister, single parent Ellie, who lives in an apartment building with her three kids and some other disposable residents. There's a ground splitting earthquake and the kids find one of those pesky Necronomicons in a vault under the car park. DJ Danny, the lad, plays some records which unleash a demonic curse on his mum and turns the elevator into a drop ride, which even Alton Towers might consider closing down. From that point on, Ellie sets about slaughtering her family and it's up to Beth to protect them, well, one of them, because all the others are transformed into deadite beasts which come together to form a multi-limbed spider person at the end who's chainsawed and eviscerated by a tree-grinding machine. Beth escapes with her severely traumatised niece and Jessica stumbles into the blood-soaked parking lot only to be set upon by the roving... (laughs) <laughs> by the roving demon curse thing the end oh wow blasted God. that out yeah 
you really did. You're a man on a mission there. Mm. 56 mm. seconds. You had 24 seconds to spare. My word. Ooh, that's it. I want to get into the chats. <laughs> if you don't mind me saying, you did that like a man possessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. You said you were going to be serious. You're dropping bombs already. Oh, man. So this was directed by an Irish dude. Uh, yeah. Lee Cronin, he made a horror movie called The Hole in the Ground, which was really mm. good and really scary. And he he wrote this whole film yeah. when he was in in bed during COVID times. Did he? Okay. Yeah, which I think probably added to the sort of claustrophobic mm. nature of it. And obviously that's very much in keeping with The Evil Dead. Have you seen the other Evil Dead movies? Any I was going to say, no, I, I'm, I've never seen any of them. So I imagine... Okay. I'm aware that there's lots of nods and winks to previous films yeah. that I, I'm oblivious to, but I've subsequently sort of read about. What I liked is it it did nod and wink, but it didn't. That didn't take me out of the film. But it didn't it, grin. No, it didn't. It didn't grin like um, Alyssa Sutherland. Oh yeah, grinned. She looked like a sort of beautiful version of that Momo face. Do you remember that? What's the Momo? The Momo thing. It was like an urban myth. Okay, look it up. All the kids were terrified of it. It's this Japanese art installation. But someone made up the story that if you... if you There was something called the Momo Challenge and if you did it, you would die or something like that. So it was this face, this face that became viral and quite scary. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's really unsettling. But her, her face actually kind of reminded me of that. Yes, it does. In a far more attractive way. Yeah. Um, let's not beat around the bush I, I want to know you're not a horror fan and no. this is definitely not the sort of movie that you would have Ever, seen no. if I hadn't forced you to watch it so what what did you think? I decided I was going to treat this film in in, in this be a, as objective about it as possible mm -hmm. and rather than say the things I would always say about horror film is try and treat it look at it as someone who quite likes horror okay um, I have a bit of an issue with big openings to films that then cut to one day earlier. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's a bit of a, a bit of a cheat. But apart from that, I thought it was in in terms of creating opportunities for horror and moving things on, I thought it did it pretty effectively. Yeah. I thought yeah. it looked really good. There's one horrible effect and it was uh, I can't remember any of the character names, but it was the the sort of woke daughter with yes. short black hair. She was called uh Bridget, I believe. Bridget, right. And then um at one point, uh, really thick, dark blood starts pouring out of her, her nose and mouth and then her eyes. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was like, I'm assuming that was like a digital effect, but it was, looked fantastic. I know they did a lot of practical stuff on this, and I think that's why it looked as good as it did. I was a little bit, it, it got dangerously close when, uh, is it Danny? Yeah. The, the DJ, it like stumbles upon a vault with this book yeah. in. And he he was doing that thing a little bit of, this is clearly incredibly dangerous and creepy. And a, a normal person would just get out of there as quickly as possible. But generally speaking, I, I thought all the behaviour was pretty, seemed pretty true to how people would, would actually be. I mean, in the 2013 one, it was quite ridiculous. The, one of the guys finds the book in a basement wrapped in plastic and barbed wire mm. yet he still opens it and then proceeds to read from it yeah um and that i found difficult to get my head around i liked i think it's evil dead 2 ash has a tape recorder which reads the spell mm -hmm. so this was a good way around 
the person doesn't have to read from it because they wouldn't mm. but you've got these priests yeah. saying stuff as well and and you know it got stuck so they can't stop it and apparently mm. one of those voices is bruce campbell as well oh really yeah which is quite cool i like the modern family how they told that you weren't kind of like you believed those sort of dynamics and how they behaved with each other you weren't rolling your eyes they were a loving family they all had their own thing going on, but I think it was the point at which the little Cassie with her staff <laughs> yeah, <that> was... <laughs> um, doll, she was chasing them around, winding them up, but they all sort of came together and tickled her and it was like, ah, yeah. oh, they do love yeah. each other. I thought that, It was very yeah. sweet. I think some people have argued that it takes a bit too long to get going. I was quite happy to watch it build. Same. I think it should. I don't think you can. That, like, that's Again, that's why I said I didn't like the introduction. You don't need a, a big shock at the start of something. Yeah. I think it's far more insidious when you sort of like building up the tension. It almost feels like a studio would say, right, you've got to do something very scary at the beginning if you're not going to do something scary for that long. Mm, it does have all the hallmarks of a studio note. Yes. Why don't you put a, uh, why is the husband not there? Surely there should be the, uh, the man of the house in there. Yeah. Pop the man of the house back in. Who else is going to save the family? <laughs> Instead of the, the woke dark-haired daughter, maybe make her a cheerleader, something like that. <laughs> cheerleader, yeah. Cheer. Where would you set? An Evil Dead film. Obviously, you need a, an environment in which you can isolate and cut off from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. We've had Cavern in the Woods. We've had an apartment now. Has to be somewhere isolated, eh? Yeah. Mm. I mean, a plane. You could have Evil Dead on a plane. That was the very first thing I thought. <laughs> but then I thought, oh, I've already done that with snakes. But not deadites. They're different. What other forms of transport can you in? Taxi cab? Taxi. Probably not big bus. enough. Bus. A bike? A moped? <laughs> yeah. Two guys on a moped? Well, maybe like four guys on a moped. Skateboard. One of those really long skateboards that, uh, I forget what they're called. You know the ones I'm... They're about like this? a longboard. Longboard. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called, those long skateboards? Uh, skate long? Skate length. <laughs> skate length. Surfboard? Surfboard would be good. What about Evil Dead in a, in a kayak? That would be good. Mm. That would be good. Going down some rapids. (laughs) Wait a minute. Let's get past these rapids. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sort of thing. And so you have this build, you meet the characters, and then the horror comes and doesn't let up. It is relentless. Lots of children die. I know. I mean, they didn't hold back. Well, after the, the older two died... There's a bit at the end where Beth manages to get out of the parking lot with with the little one. Yeah. But then the little one gets snatched back. And I did think, actually, oh, she might actually die now. Yeah. All bets are off. (laughs) Yeah. Which I thought was a strange word to use when talking about the possible death of a a child. But it was exhilarating. (laughs) In um, I genuinely, you know, almost, I can't think of a film where they would do, do that. Yeah. You know, you always know that little child's going to be safe. But this time I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, I hope she's okay. And you had you had the cheese grater. A horrible old demon. It used the um, the parmesan side. Yeah. Oh, oh just savage. The, the proper. Yeah. That was nasty. That was really nasty. Lots of knives. Eating and, the glass you know, was pretty gross. Oh, eating the glass. And again, very impressive practical effects with that. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that was horrible. When, whenever I've eaten glass in the past, we all do it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does look like that. we've all done it. 
We've all, We've all eaten it. a glass and tried to kill our family. We've all done it. Ah, uh, I feel bad. No one does the glass eating bit better than Rob <laughs> Beckett. That's his classic material. I mean, if Rob Beckett ate a wine glass halfway through his set, <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would go and watch that. That'd be amazing. I would. And now my famous wine glass, <laughs> wine glass eating <laughs> bit. <laughs> yes, he's gonna do it. <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I'd be up for that. I mean, the one thing I would say, I didn't feel too scared mm. watching it because I think I'm so old now that paranormal stuff doesn't, you know, it's like watching, you know, wizards or something like yeah. that. I'd just be like, this is, you know, I, I, it allows me to detach completely. Yeah. But I thought it did a really good job of creating tension with all the tools that it did have at its disposal. I agree. There was one one part I wasn't scared um, particularly, but one part did it really unsettled me. It was it was actually when Bridget we thought she was dead, and then she sort of appeared just wearing the sheet. Yes, that was the bit that freaked me out the most. It wasn't when you saw her. It was just I don't know what it was knowing she was under there when mm-hmm. she attacked in the sheet. Well, yeah, I felt exactly the same, and I can't understand why I found. A horrible-looking demon with a, with a sheet over its face scarier than the horrible-looking demon. I mean, it's not a particularly original horror movie, but I li- I think the relentlessness of it, the the fact that it just doesn't let mm. up at all from the halfway point. I really dug that. So it was quite sort of James Cameron esque, actually. Do you know what? You know what yeah. he does with his endings. That's right. He just. No, doesn't hold back that's a really good point and also there's there's a lot of musical stings that, that really reminded me of the alien score and um and the whole family came together at the end didn't they <laughs> in one I mean, body oh my god that's that made me that did make me feel sick yeah like that uh, did feel revolted by that and and i think that was a fantastic creation i know that lots of it was practical it was digital it was they had the actors doing it they had all sorts going on there and I, mm. it looked great and you yeah. didn't it was still kind of hidden quite a lot of the time silhouetted in the dark i thought that was a great creature they could have just shown it in uh all its glory here look yeah. at this impressive you know creation of ours but they had the discipline yeah to to primarily hide it in the darkness which again very effective one thing about this film did bother me mm. that they left the pizza yeah. on the floor <laughs> Like, I thought that it's perfectly good pizza. It's in a box. Do you know how much takeaway pizza costs these days? That I was know. like fifty quid's worth of pizza. There's that, no way you would leave that. I would have gone back for that. And they so, were like, "Oh, it's ruined." I was yeah. like, still, "You can still eat that." But I would have been really happy to see my kids after all that. But uh, if they told me that they'd left the pizza in the box, I was like, "Well, go back down and get yeah. it." When she ran back in the garage to get the little girl, I was hoping she was going to get the pizzas as well. She could have slipped on it like a banana skin. <laughs> stupid niece you should have picked it up <laughs> to thrown her in the tree shredder there you go There's, yeah if you're listening lee cronin better ending mate yeah it would have been yeah cool so mm. amen mm. evil dead rice yeah would you flush this away like beth and cassie are flushed down a lift shaft in a lift full, yeah, of, blood. Lift full of blood incredible <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I love that scene. Uh, that, yeah. Or would Gosh. you fish it out like the Necronomicon is fished out of a vault? There you go. Aye. They worked Boom. this week, didn't they? Off the really good. good strong. Yeah, strong. Mm. Well, this will surprise you, but I, 
I would fish it. I, I am very surprised. I really am. I did. Well, do you know what? I just thought, like, I can't, I can't come into this going like, I hate horror films, <laughs> so I'm not giving it a chance. <laughs> no, I, I admire that, Eamon. I think you've, I like the way you've approached this. I think it, maybe it's that I hate bad horror films. I just hate it when you've, you feel like you've, they've used loads of cheap tricks yeah. to, to make you feel a certain way. But I, I thought it was creative and looked good and the acting was solid. And, yeah. Um, the loads of stuff I, obviously over my head, but even as a newbie, I, I I thought it was it was a good horror film. Good, nice. What, about, what about you? Yeah, about I would you? definitely fish it out. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. I haven't. I don't remember seeing a film like that for a while at the cinema. There's been a lot of this mm. sort of. Well, you got like the the Conjuring type movies and Megan and Smile and these sort of fairly creepy but almost like teenage yeah. horrors. And um, this was this was an adult horror. That's uh, what, yeah. It was. It was relentless um and i thought it was very well crafted very inventive i really like the evil dead franchise and i i really like how this has continued it i feel like it was a a good balance between the very serious dark reboot and the original you know tongue-in-cheek um yet great Mm. movie so yeah uh, i was really pleased Mm. and i Quite, I'd quite happily watch it again in the cinema. I, I don't think I'd watch it again. But yeah, I... <laughs> fair enough. So that means Evil Dead Rise is going in the tank of glory. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing right now, Eamon, is I'm renumbering our entries we have mm. at the moment. Um, and you are going to pick one and that is going mm-hmm. to leave. And I will remind you mm-hmm. of what they are. Top Gun Maverick, Infinity Pool, The Banshees of Inisherin, Train to Busan, and John Wick Four. It's a, it's a strong lineup. That is. I was just thinking that. That's a really strong. good tank. So one to five. Pick a number. That one's out. Two. Train to Busan. Oh, oh that's a I'm shame. Not happy about that. That was a good film. That was a good film. So, but you know, we kind of got a horror replacing a horror. Yeah. So Train to Busan is replaced by Evil Dead Rise. Um, let's let's usher it in. Time for this week's top five. Now, I've got something slightly different for us this week, Eamon, mm. which may or may not work. Okay. Uh, a few weeks ago, we did a John Wick-style higher or lower kind of game. Yeah. So we're going to play that again. So I want you to get a deck of cards ready. Oh, yeah. Um, this time, I have found five horror movie tropes for characters who will probably die. And whoever gets the most of these is going to die. Okay. Number one, you're the first person to appear on screen. In this horror movie, but you're not on the poster, (laughs) so you're definitely going to die. So, let's draw cards. Whoever gets the highest card avoids this about their character and is less likely to die. Okay, you ready? Ace of clubs, five of clubs. All right, so you you've got that one. That's one. Okay, that's one. Okay, next, you know a lot more about the cursed legend or killer than anyone else. Okay. So which means in a horror movie, you're, you're going to die. Okay. Right? Okay, next card. Ready? Eight of hearts. Nine of diamonds. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's two. You're going to die. You're going to die. Number three. You survived the first movie, mm. but you're not the main character in the second. <laughs> so you're, you're going to die. Okay. Right? Yeah. All right. What'd you get? Oh, jeez. Four of diamonds. Three of hearts. Oh, oh, no. oh no! 
<laughs> okay, so it's 2-1. All right, you ready? Yeah. Number four. Your character has been filming the events of the movie on his phone or camera the whole time. Ready? <sighs> Six of clubs. Ten of hearts. Oh, Eamon, you're dead. Oh, man. You can choose the way in which you die. Cheese grated to death. Oh, to death. Oh, mm. no, that's horrible. You'd be, you'd be like a big pile of Eamon cheese. Ooh. Well, that means that you have to do a forfeit. <laughs> I just clicked, so I'm doing an online shuffle deck. Yeah. I just thought I'd click the next card to see what I get. Two of clubs. <laughs> this is fucking unreal. Low online shuffle deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's terrible. Oh. So what is my, uh, what's my uh, forfeit? So your forfeit is to read from a cursed book. I've got loads of those. See what happens. No problem. Have you got that uh, version of the Gruffalo that you found on an ancient Indian burial ground? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The mouse found a nut. Nut was good. Yeah. I've got the uh, cursed version of uh, Room on the Broom. It's written <laughs> by an actual witch. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll hear that. So <laughs> Both Julia Donaldson books. Is that what we're saying? Julia Donaldson is evil? She's a witch. She probably is, yeah. isn't she? She yeah. probably is a witch. She's with that. She does look a bit like a witch. If you ever see a she picture. does. Um, she's been very successful. Mm. Uh, so most most successful women are witches. That's true. <laughs> they have to be right. <laughs> That's something you would that say. Is, I was going to say. Go. I'll Thanks, take, man. I'll take Thanks, that one. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Um, last time I had a forfeit. Yeah. I had to clone myself. Oh yeah. How did that go? Well, let's find out. So I'm very excited because I'm about to meet my clone. <laughs> um, oh look, there he is now. Hello. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this, this is, is awkward. awkward. So, so sorry, you go. <laughs> I'll wait. wait. Uh, maybe, maybe I should. I should Let's, Let's just say, say the, the first, first random, random thing that comes, that comes into, our into our heads. Tablecloth. Liam Payne. Prawns. Turner and Hooch. Hello. Right. right. See yeah. you then. Bye. So next time we are going to be watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yay. Which is apparently the last of the, of the trilogy. So mm. let's see how that goes. Okay. Mm, cool. All right. All right. Well, that was fun. So, only thing left to do, we need to thank our Patreons. Why don't we compare them to horror movie characters this week? Okay. Uh, let's start with Foz. He's, well, he's, he's kind of cute, isn't he? Mm. Yet threatening. I'd say he would be maybe Chucky. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say that. He's yeah. Chucky. Mm -hmm. uh, what about Big Ben? He's big. He's a big fella. So, maybe Michael Myers? Yeah, Mike, Mike, Michael Myers, quite quiet, uh, mm. deadly, absolutely deadly. Uh, Raph, Freddy, dream demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, um, and my mum and dad. Your mum, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, very much my mother. She's such mm -hmm. a potty mouth. Um, oh, she is. And my dad, I mean, he's very, uh, he's very practical, so... Mm. It's like a practical serial killer. So, <laughs> someone who's very good with tools. <laughs> he'd be like, uh, he'd be Jigsaw. Yes, he? he would be, yeah. Because he'd, he'd build all these traps mm. and 
you know, put people in precarious situations. Yeah. He loves that. Ben, do you want to come he and have a look that. at this uh, human trap I've made? It um, it chops off someone's arm. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> Good, but thank you to those Patreon subscribers. We very much appreciate your love. Yeah. And if you want to be one, mm-hmm. well, just be one. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it, yeah. Uh, good. So, thank you so much for listening. Uh, follow us on the medias. Mm-hmm. Find us. Um, rate us. Subscribe yeah. us. And we will see you another time. See you around. See you around. See you around. With, Guess. Or maybe a sort of camera will approach you from behind, coming up to you down the street. And it will be me or Eamon holding a camera. We do that all the time. It's not even no. a reference to Evil Dead. We just like we do. We like hurting. People. We like hurting people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Good, Eamon. All right. See you next time. All right. Keep flushing. Bye.